and it's it's so lovely to see people, friends popping in, and it's a, it gives me a cozy feeling, and as though we're gathering around a fire on a dark night. And just know that um, ease that comes with knowing that nothing is expected of you, nothing. That whatever appears is enough. You don't have to perform, you don't have to strive. You just have to be just like this. And so um, I, some of you are not from the States, but for those of us who are, Thanksgiving is upon us. It's, it's started. It started everything that comes with the week, which involves a great deal of shopping and preparation and feasting or traveling or feeling like, how can I skip it? Or feeling left out. So I thought it would be so fruitful for all of us, even friends who aren't celebrating Thanksgiving, to spend a short time considering what it means to be grateful, to be thankful. And that was one of those practices that I found so irritating sometimes. Just practice gratitude. And, uh, or something that seemed, I don't know, kind of too sweet. Too sweet. So I wanted to delve into those times that state when you feel that you have nothing to be thankful for. And perhaps you are dealing with the pain of betrayal or illness or disappointed plans. And yes, you're aware that you have resources and support that most of the world don't have. And yet, you feel cut off from whatever this elusive joy is supposed to be. This feeling of giving thanks. Supposed to create that. What course do you sign up for? Well, one way to approach it, I've been practicing with this, is what Thich Nhat Hanh called the, the happiness of no too thick. 
that when the power cuts out, you suddenly mindful of electricity, how wonderful. And water, how wonderful. And when illness is finished, energy comes back. How wonderful. How wonderful to be without pain. But is it really true that we mostly feel all we have to be grateful for in the face of a sudden and shocking deprivation? And so I wanted to spend just a moment or two for all of us to consider something extraordinary, something true. When the white settlers landed in this country and the Mayflower, and of course there are other ships, we won't get into that, they were starving. And eventually, the Indians came to them to give. And the version of the story that many of us heard in school is emphatically not true. There was no feast with turkeys. There was no pumpkin pie. There was no butter for, for crust. None of those conventions are true, none of them. But one thing is true, that the Wampanoag and all of the indigenous people in this country and other countries were sensitive and oh, so present to the truth that we live in a state of give and take with nature. And of course, this is available to all of us. They gave because it's our nature literally to give and to receive to give and to receive. And the Buddha would teach this. He would teach generosity as the basis of awakening, the first step. And people would practice for years. What does that mean? And it has so many aspects to give dana means generosity, to give attention to ourselves and others. What a gift. So this is the point that haunts me and nourishes and sustains me. When the Indians had everything taken from them, everything taken, land and health. They were still practicing rituals of thanksgiving. For what? 
they would thank, of course, the stars and the sun and the waters and the rivers and the winds. But the Iroquois people, which is the group of Indians from a homeland up north in New York, in one of their refrains included this, that when everything is taken from us, we are still grateful for our capacity to love, to love each other, to love life for a moment, to love the Creator. And just think of that. Brother Stendhal Rost, a priest in Italy, also talks about gratitude ultimately as our capacity to resonate with life. Just contemplate that as we sit here and we have this gift of stillness and company, that on your worst day, in the midst of your greatest heartbreak and shocking disappointment, your most bitter loss, on that day when the tears dried, if only for a moment, there was inside you a capacity to be still and breathe and know that you were alive. And if only in the most minute way of feeling temperature cool on your skin or warm in the sun, you noticed that you still had a capacity to respond to life. And beyond that, what we're here to see is that our own attention, even in the midst of that heartbreak, that disillusionment, that questioning, there is something inside us that sees with kindness, that can still be present to see the crying or the pain or the loss. That is the essence of this mysterious resonance that is the heart, literally the inner heart of your life. That it says an endless yes to belonging. You belong. You belong to life. And nothing that has ever happened to you can take away that capacity to open to an awareness that is 
greater. That sees with kindness. But as we go to set, I really invite you to think about the Indians prayer of thanksgiving that even when everything is lost everything we are thankful for our capacity to love to see with love and to be accompanied by love so that Alice Walker, who some call a Buddhist novelist, she's a great novelist of the color purple, once said, the way forward is with heartbreak. It's a broken heart. So that the great gift of this practice, the great gift of our life is that no matter what arises inside you and the more you awaken the more will arise including pain the more pain the more you will see that there is something that sees with love So let's sit, let's sit and see, see what there is to see. So we take a comfortable seat and just notice what comfortable is for you. That you wish to be as straight as you can. So you can have a full experience of body and mind. And notice how it feels to be very generous with yourself. Be generous. And that, that means don't push rush, don't hide, just let things be. And see that there's an attention present right now. If just for a moment that can meet what comes, sensations, thinking, body, with complete acceptance.
key that when you get taken, thinking, dreaming, tensions, you can gently begin again. Come back to the feet on the floor. The straightness of the back. The sensation of being here with friends. Friends in the sense that they seek what you seek. To open to life. And see that just coming back to the body and the breath, settling down, opens us very gently and quietly to an experience of being full of life. And in exchange with life, breath, impressions, sensations, Coming home to life, to our aliveness.
can see how it feels to let yourself rest in stillness. Noticing how alive stillness is. Notice that everything that comes up can be met by a gaze and attention that's kind, completely accepting.
and notice how it feels to come back to be thinking or dreaming and to come back to presence. Noticing that you are completely accepted. Notice that stillness has substance. It's nourishing. Aware. Alive.
healing, every sensation going home to presence, to seeing with kindness. Acceptance. Notice how alive you are, that you can't help but belong to a greater life. Connected by breath, impressions, awareness. Presence.
a connection with a greater life. Was that like? I uh, we welcome your questions about practice, your observations about this or other practices, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, <clears throat> hi, it's Susan. Hi, Susan. I, I, um, I actually need help with how to hold. I just don't actually, over and over again, just the level of cruelty. <clears throat> cruelty we come from <coughs> being the oppressors. <coughs> and all I can do is... I know that there's the gratefulness and then, you know, being in the paradox of that, but I just have a hard time with it. I just do. I just yeah. don't know how to be <laughs> the cruelty. I don't know how to do it. Well, I'm, first of all, I, I, I'm <laughs> so, I'm glad to hear that. And in, in a sense, um, how odd would it be to be fine with it when you think about it? To be, I'm okay with it. I've thought about it. What's done is done. And that's it. So let's turn the page. Or, you know, I'm not being silly, but I, the Alice Walker quote, that I came upon really struck me. The way forward is with a broken heart. Um, it's completely true of this practice that the more 
we awaken. And by awaken, I mean the more we practice presence, the more we can sense it and practice this self-observation with compassion. The more pain we also feel. It's like we're awakening from a trance. And so our heart, our broken hearts can be felt. Things that have happened to us personally and the pain that we witness in the world and in history, it can be felt with this difference that we don't go there alone. There is, with the cultivation of presence, a sense of seeing, being seen with, with love. So it's not like whatever it was didn't happen. And it's not saying it can't be fixed or easily fixed in our lifetimes even. But it is saying, and this is taking, this is something I take inspiration from, that prayer of, that Iroquois prayer of thanksgiving, that we still have a capacity to love, to see, to be part of a greater vibrancy, a greater life. And we begin to see that it's our possibility, our almost our duty to stop from one stream of being to another, from that trance state of just getting and grabbing and acquiring and achieving, including devouring, you know, spiritual practices or jetting to Peru for another one, to, to get off the treadmill of consumption, to taste for a moment what it's like to be still and to participate in a way of life that's based on reciprocal exchange and being in harmony, resonating. Call it what you will. It's just words till you taste it. And we can step into a life where great deeds aren't big sword brandishing things or hit movies or whatever we achieve, think of, dream of as an achievement. But sometimes the tiniest action of opening to be available to another or to behold the beauty of a tree or an animal. And that somehow, we don't have to understand it, being willing 
to act in this tiny way is bringing another current or energy that's healing. It's we're choosing to live another life. So, do you see what I mean? It's not seeking to escape from our pain or confusion, but a willingness to be part of something, something more. posted um, a dispatch just now about, and one word I love is heal because its root doesn't mean to make completely unblemished, unscarred, strangely youthful. It, no, it means to make whole, to make part of a greater whole so that we could offer we're feeling this pain we have this moment of seeing it and in that moment there's a wish even if it never gets to our head to be i want to be part of a greater wholeness i'm not just living for myself You see what I mean? Even in the name of healing, but just, I want to be part of something good. If it's a quiet day, we could practice metta, which is a way of giving. Would you like to do that? Oh, I just have, I have just one thought, which is part of what makes it so hard to bear the cruelty is the helplessness. And I think what you were just saying is that by being present and connecting in some true 
honest way that we may not be as helpless as we feel. Is that right? I think I think that's a good way to think of it. That when you know we're used to thinking that we can't change the past um, because we have this illusion that life is time is just going forward. But what we discover experientially in our practice is that in moments when compassion appears and you have, say, a memory, just to be simple about it, uh, of a time when you were very hurt or frightened or betrayed some time of great pain. And you can look at that with loving kindness, with compassion, that, that you, you did the best you could with something. And, and just bring that. Something eases sometimes. A story lets go. And when we're dealing with these tragedies that we can barely um, think about, um, that have happened to all peoples and continue to, one thing that we can do that's not dissimilar from the action of our personal work is dedicate ourselves not just to be informed as important as that is but to let ourselves be touched to let ourselves be touched to let ourselves feel pain sorrow and to know in that moment when we feel sorrow and pain on behalf of others that there's something present in us that's not just the ego it's not just thinking it's a kind of presence compassion and it has almost not almost, it has a sacred feeling. And I have heard that the very best way to deal with a world in which the sacred has been stripped away, desecrated, certainly in the case of the Indians, the best way to have a kind of alchemy and make it sacred again is by treating people and animals and plants and life as if it's sacred. Give yourself to this practice as we go into meta-giving as if it's a way for us together 
to open to a force, a sacred force, compassion that can heal even this great tragedy. You can do it. We can do it. We will do it right now. We take take a comfortable seat and we have a few minutes and just just be one hundred percent yourself. You're not trying to be somebody else or some improved self, just this self. This self. And, and just let yourself be straight, as straight as you can. And let sensation appear. Don't push. Practice waiting and stillness like our true nature knows to do. And Notice that when we just make space for sensation, presence also comes. And by presence, we mean an attention that sees with acceptance and with compassion. And attention that knows your basic goodness, your responsiveness to life. And we take, we notice this presence with gratitude and with thanks. Thank you for this capacity to be present and aware and we don't keep it just for ourselves, for some idea of our self-perfection. We let ourselves be soft and open. And let it shine out in every direction. And today, especially, we let this presence, this practice, go back to the beginning of this country. Back to the first people who stood on the shore and watched ships come in. 
just letting ourselves feel what it's like to offer compassion, to offer wishes we've so often offered. May you be safe. May you be safe and protected. Sitting here in bodies that came to us from our ancestors, we reach backwards and offer wishes that you be safe and protected, that your gifts be received and returned. That you be healthy and well. That you know, continue to know that you belong, you belong to life. That you receive all the resources you need to thrive. Food and shelter, land and respect. And we wish that for ourselves as well. And putting two hands together in our heart space, we offer the wishes that those people offered to the sun and the stars and the water and the trees and the plants and the animals and the earth herself. Offering gratitude and wishes that all be well, all be well. And we dedicate ourselves and our practice in the present moment and to come to bring that well-wishing to ourselves and others. May we be safe. May we be truly happy. May we be at ease and unafraid. And may we ultimately all be free, inwardly and outwardly free. Thank you. Thank you for practice. Practice transforms. It does.
So please keep meditating. Please keep coming back. And I thank you for your generosity of presence for you, Donna, that enables this to be an exchange. And I wish you all, even if you're in Scotland or Spain tonight, a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye.